One of the most common things in the United States is that blacks usually love to victimize themselves. And when I say blacks usually love to victimize themselves, I'm not saying the entire black community because not everybody thinks like that. But what I'm saying is a bigger portion or let's just go with a bigger portion. A bigger portion of the black community love to victimize themselves. Always thinking that they are a victim of something. They are victim of racism. They are victim of so-and-so. They are victim of whatever. And always thinking of yourself as a victim leads to a lot of things. Before I get into the Kali Russell issue and she being jailed and fined for 18, 18 grand or something like that. Before I get into all that, I want to get into... A recent conversation that I was having with few Ghanaians that I know, few of my good friends. And I am a Ghanaian, so just in case you didn't know. So I was having this conversation with them and I was telling them how the victimization of self leads to most people not trying to do better because they always assume and they always think that there was somebody out there, that there was a white person out there that do not want them to do better. And wants them to stay at the bottom all the time. This conversation went on for a while. And I was trying to explain. Well, it didn't really go as planned. Because the majority of the people still held on to. Yes, there was systematic racism and all that. Which personally, I think there was systematic racism before. But we don't have it now. Personally. I think at the very moment as we speak now. I think there is racism and there is racist people, but there isn't necessarily a systematic racism, which, which in my opinion, I think when I talk of systematic racism, that the government has things in place to ensure that people that belong to the minority group do not succeed in some areas. Like there is a system that is built that supports this. For example, black people cannot buy Mercedes. And when you go to a Mercedes dealership, you cannot buy it. Black people cannot buy stock or shares in Apple. Black, you know, things like that. Like you cannot succeed because the system is built like that. The system is built to ensure that you cannot do things because you belong to a minority group. And I don't think there is anything like that, which makes me think there is racism and there are racist people, but there isn't necessarily a systematic racism. That is why where I personally stand. And I think most people look at disparities in in certain areas and confuse disparities with racism. That is one of the main things that I noticed via the conversation that I was having with these Ghanaians, friends of mine. And I was trying to explain that we can do better. So sometimes even if you feel like you have to work twice as hard or three times as hard, somebody else has to work even more. And life is just life and life is hard. And sometimes you just don't have to look at somebody and sit back and relax and complain that somebody is the reason why you are not doing better because I don't see any obstacle that is stopping you or stopping me. And I was looking at the Ghanaian community and there are a few people that are very successful and very rich. And I was using these people as examples and saying to myself and even saying to them that, look, these people are very successful. 
do you think they do believe that somebody is stopping them from being successful? Somebody is stopping them from being rich? Because it looks like what they aimed for, they got it. It looks like the goal they are going for, they are getting it. And then the explanation was, yeah, they had to work twice as hard to get there versus a white person could have easily had it. Which kind of confuses me sometimes because then it, it, it brings me to the point where I started thinking that is every white person very successful or there are white people that have refused jobs and are homeless and drug addicts and everything just like everybody else, you know? Let me put that for aside for a minute and then come to the Calirasol issue because now you get the angle that I'm coming from when I talk about Calirasol and how victimizing yourself makes you always look of look at yourself as suppressed and oppressed in certain areas and sometimes you want to prove a point for no reason even when you are doing better in life because when we look at Carly Russell if I'm not mistaken that she was a nurse or was a nursing student she's doing well looks like she's going to school getting into a career she wants to be in and nobody's stopping her but some way somehow she wanted to prove a point that Jesse proved well, Jesse didn't prove anything, but Jesse tried to prove previously that there is this racism and, and minorities are always in danger and minorities are always going through stuff even when individual people are not going through it. Because even when something that is unique is happening, sometimes we can look at that and then pick a unique experience by itself to justify a broader view and then say, Look, look at that. Just because that happened, it is happening everywhere. And I think for Kali Russell, somebody that is a nurse or a nursing student, it seems like you are in the path that you want to be. And there was nobody stopping you from that path. But somewhere, somehow, wanted to prove a point that black people were under oppression or, or under attack in, in, in the United States. Something. She wanted to prove something so bad that she snatched her own wig and claims that she was kidnapped by some white folks. Some white folks that basically did nothing to her other than play with her hair. Allegedly, like I'm just going to put allegedly out there because there were so many things surrounding this that at this point I don't even know no more what was actually happening. But from what I heard, allegedly, that they just kidnapped her and played with her hair for no reason at all. She had money on her that they didn't want, they didn't take. And then for about 48 hours, somewhere, somehow, she managed to escape or they let it go. I don't, I don't even recall the story no more, but somewhere, somehow, she claims she saw a baby that was used as a bait on the highway and she called the cops, stopped, and then disappeared. Now, if you want to look at that story in itself, the first thing that I said to myself is, what the hell is a baby doing on the highway? Let's, let's roll that back for a minute, right? What, what, what the hell is a baby doing on the highway? And two, if you look at the video, that every car was moving, every vehicle was moving at a pace that didn't look like they see a baby on the street except her. Right, Every other car seemed to be moving at a normal pace because I would think that if there is a toddler on a highway, the vehicles that are driving by will start to slow down because people will start looking at this baby and trying to figure out what to do to help. 
So one way or the other, people will start slowing down. But it looks like every other vehicle was driving at a normal pace except Carly, right? Fast forward, she claims this baby was used as a bait and was kidnapped. And 48 hours later, she made it back home. Barefoot, something like that, to the family house. Now look at that type of story. Does that not sound exactly like the Jesse story? That he was kidnapped by some white folks that, that screamed MAGA and there were Trump supporters and all that blah 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 and come to find out he lied and that is exactly what Carly did. And look at these two instances where people are trying to prove a point so bad that the minority, that the black is oppressed and, and the black is, is under attack in America and the black that Trump is so bad, that Republicans are so bad and systematic racism is ongoing and people are doing bad things to black people want to prove a point so bad that they will come up with their own story to prove a point. Because when they try to use, like I said earlier, the unique experiences to prove a point, it doesn't work. When they try to use the unique experiences to prove a point, it doesn't work. So what would they do? They will come up with their own stories to prove the point. To prove that Americans are somehow being oppressed by the the white supremacy and the racist people and blah 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 and blah 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 and look at where it landed her a year in jail for kidnapping yourself just like jesse did jesse came up with a cooked up story that two white guys kidnapped him screaming manga and then ended up being two nigerians that he paid to do this job. That is exactly what Carly is doing here. The black victimization. The, the victimization of self. Is making black people do a whole lot of things. That are unnecessary just to prove a point. And that is what I would say. Every time that I've talked to people of color. Especially Ghanaians. Because that's where I'm originally from. And those are the people that I talk to often. I always say. Look at the future and look at where you want to be and go for it. Don't let nobody get in your way. Look at the future, set up a plan and say, I'm coming for it. Because the people that wanted stuff, they got it. The people that wanted to be successful, they were. But if you're going to sit back, lay back and say to yourself that some way, somehow you are always oppressed and because of that, you cannot get a better job. And be, So I remember most, let, let, me, let me just pull that back for a second. I remember some time ago, which is still something that is ongoing, because I've heard a lot of people say that, that most people, African-Americans, hate Africans because they feel like the Africans are taking jobs from them and all that you know stuff. And then some people would always say, yeah, because majority of African-Americans feel like racism and racism and so they don't put in the effort because they feel like it will not go nowhere anyway so they don't even try and majority of africans when they got when they get here they are ready to go they are ready to work they are ready to make the money and so most of the time they do 
And 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 that makes me think of something because now Africans are doing this. I don't know for a fact if this is true or not. And I love my African American family, like my African American people. I love African American. Like right now, I look at a bunch of African Americans moving to Ghana, and I love it. I love seeing people moving out there because personally, I would love to be out there at some point. Now, the point is that I feel like. That is also creating another kind of racist or racism within blacks ourselves, right? That now Africans feel some type of way about African-Americans and African-Americans feel some type of way about Africans, which is a bridge that we need to, we need to cross and, and come to understand that we are all blacks and, and nobody's better than nobody and we are just trying to survive and make it it's not something that we need to think of and i don't know how true it is when people say that african americans are not doing better because they sit back and say racism racism and systematic racism and africans are ready to go i don't i don't really believe that i um, although i do know that there is a portion of blacks that always victimize themselves i fail to accept that that is the reason why african americans and and african born africans originally from africa people have an issue i think it got a lot more to do with how we are raised and the culture differences and i think i will get to that at some point to explain i don't think it got anything to do with african americans are lazy or nothing like that like some Africans want to claim, like I always say, and because a smaller portion of the Africans say that the African American community thinks that Africans thinks like this about them, right? That the Africans think like this about them, which is not true. It is a small portion that thinks about it. And and one of these days, I'll go back into an episode where I, I, I talk about the culture differences that leads to African Americans and Africans not having to meet eye to eye sometimes which shouldn't happen at all. It's just culture differences and a lack of understanding of each other. But we get to that at another time. So back to my point though. Don't let people get in your way with systematic racism and people are too racist and you can't go far. Just just look at where you want to go and shoot for it. Yes, you will get people in your way that will try to stop you. Would you encounter some of these people that are racist? Is bound. It's possible to happen. It is possible to happen that you meet some of these people that are very racist. But that is somebody individually being racist and not a systematic racism, right? Because there is no law that is backing up this person from doing a lot of things. And I feel like most of the time when we put obstacles in our way, what it does is it keeps us from. And that goes to my second point that I want to talk about today having a mentality that you are always a victim of something and you are always facing systematic racism and you are always facing this and you are also facing that it makes us less happier people and making us less happier people means we become ungrateful we become very ungrateful because like i always say no matter how bad your situation is, in, in the Ghanaian culture, we always say this, what that means is if you think that the, the distance to your home is far, 
there is always a house behind you. There was always somebody's house behind you. Like no matter how bad you think your situation is, somebody got worse. And so sometimes we just need to sit down and appreciate what we have and what we can come up with and what we can do with our life now that we have it, with, with our strength now that we have it, with our mind now that we have it. Focusing so much on other people and blaming other people for everything around us does nothing to us but slow us down. It slows you down from achieving your goal. It slows you down or possibly even stops you from achieving your goal. That is what it does. It makes you less grateful. It makes you ungrateful. It makes you less of a happier person. And like I said in one of the recordings that I did on the podcast with Stasia, I mentioned that happiness should be a moral obligation. One of the things that I came to realize later on, even though I was personally doing it, but I had not put thoughts to it, I've always tried to be happy around people. And and when there are things going on around me that makes me less happy of a person, I try to keep it on the outside. I try to keep it from the outside. I try to keep it inside. And I spend so much time on it. Because when I, if I feel like going out, I'm, I'm going to bring out my sadness or my bad mood around people. I try not to bring it around people. I try not to. If it is a problem that is keeping me unhappy at a particular time and I need to speak with somebody about it, I will speak with my partner about it. But I don't bring my sadness and my bad mood outside. Victimizing ourselves is not the best way to go. It's not the best way to go. It's not the best path. And that is what got Jesse in a big mess previously. And that is what just got Carly Russell in another big mess. Because Carly Russell thought that he can just victimize herself, come up with a cooked up story, Claim that she was kidnapped by two white guys because we live in such a racist country that don't want black people to succeed. But some way, somehow, we have a, a lot of very successful black people in sports, in music, in movies, in businesses, in Hollywood, like everywhere, we have a lot of black successful people. So the question is, how do they get there? If there is a system that is built to ensure that the minority group stays down, how do they get there? We always have to think about these things. And my advice to people listening to me, people hearing my voice, is that don't victimize yourself. Set up a goal. Have a plan. Go for that plan. If things come in your way, push through that obstacle. If you try and it doesn't work, try and try again. Don't let nothing get in your way. And we cannot always blame everything on racism. Sometimes people are just not nice people. It got nothing to do with our race. It got nothing to do with you being black. It got nothing to do with nothing at all except the person is just 
a bad person, a wicked person, not a nice person. Sometimes it got everything to do with everything else but racism. But we will find the loophole justifying racism as a cause, as a reason. Sometimes people are just bad people. It got nothing to do with racism. I'm not saying there isn't racism. I know there is, and there are racist people. But what I'm saying is, before we claim something is done as a result of your color, or something is happening to you because of your color, we need to make sure we can prove it. We cannot just come up with stuff and just say, oh, it's because I am black, right? Like, let me give you this example. The last time I went to renew the passport for my kids, the appointment that I had was for 7, 7 a.m. And when I got there, I forgot my kid's birth certificate. I didn't know I needed to bring that. I thought, well, once I have their old passport, we're just renewing it. So we should be good to go. And then come to realize that we need the passport to renew that. We need we need the birth certificate to renew that. Now, I did everything and had my wife drive really fast back home to grab the birth certificate. I was still in the building when there was nobody there because they, they were yet to open. It was very early in the morning. They opened at night. The lady refused to do it. Even though the next appointment did not show up. Or basically was late or whatever the situation was. Because we were still the only people in the room at the time. Even though it was past 7 and it was like 7.15 or 7.20. Even though... There was nobody. She refused to do what she said. Your appointment time is passed and I cannot do it. You have to go back and schedule it for a month later and then come back and do it. The first thing that popped in my mind was, hmm, is it because of my skin color? And then I thought about it and I said, no. It's just because this person operates by the rules and don't do no favors. So at that point, I'm outside of what the rule of engagement really is. And so at this point, what I'm pleading for was a favor. And she refused to do the favor. That's all it is. It got nothing to do with my skin color. It got nothing to do with anything. But I know a lot of people that would think that, well, just because I'm black, she didn't want to do it for me, even though there was nobody in the building and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And then when I went out, out of the building, there were people lined up, you know, in front of the door because they were also looking forward to renew their passport and other things. I didn't, I'm sure they were all passport. So there were people lined up there and there was this lady and then she asked, oh, you didn't do it? And I said, no, this and this happened. So I can't do it. I have to go back and reschedule. And then she said, she was white. She said, this is my third time being here. I've been here three times. Every time that I come, I get here around 9, 10-ish, and they tell me that if it is not an appointment, they will only take about 10 walk-ins, and I'm always like number 12, 13, or 11, or whatever. Not the 10, not the first 10, and they always tell me they will not do it, even when they are less busy and they're not really doing anything. They refuse to do it. This is my third time being here, and I said to myself, and that's something. I could have easily blamed everything on racism before I came out and complained that you are not doing it because of my skin color. 
But guess what? I walked right outside and there is a white lady that is going through another issue with them. It's not about your skin color. And I, will, I know a lot of black people that will hold this dear. Oh, it's because of my skin color. No, it's because they don't want to do you no favors. They're going by the rules of engagement, the rules of oppression, and anything that falls outside of that, there are no favors. That's all it is. Now, in the case where they decide to do a favor for somebody and the person happens to be white, it was a favor that they granted to that person and they just didn't grant it to you. That's all it is. But hey, thank you for listening to another episode of Beyond Your Feelings. I appreciate you all. See you on the next one.